The Oak Harvest Investment Team laid out our first half of the year outlook late last year. Back then, we called for declining volatility in the first half of 2023, returned to growth stocks over value stocks, and a rally back to 4,300-ish on the S&P 500. Back then, almost weekly, the rhetoric by many strategists on TV was inflation was out of control. We were headed into our first half 2023 recession. Stock volatility was not only too low, but it was wrong, and the S&P 500 would retest its October 2022 lows, Call it 3,500 any day, week, or month now. Strategist after strategist proclaimed that the recession was imminent. Earnings estimates were way too high and the markets were overvalued. We disagreed with this viewpoint, calling our outlook the old normal economic cycles return. Before we get into this week's topic, please click on both the subscribe button and the notification bell so you'll be alerted when we upload our latest Oak Harvest content. Or even better, give us a call here at 877-896-0040 to set up an initial meeting to meet with one of our retirement planning specialists. We published our first half 2023 target of 4,300 when the markets were trading around 3,800 at the end of 2022. Even with our data sets and history on our side, we got loads of pushback on this outlook as negative headlines around the inflation, Federal Reserve hawkish rhetoric, the headlines for the war in Ukraine, and COVID lockdowns in China were rampant on CNBC, Bloomberg TV, and Fox News. Here's a weekly chart of the S&P 500 as of June 5th. So far, October 2022 has remained the market lows for the last two years. There has been no lower low. There's been no retest of the June 2022 lows or the October 2022 lows. Since October 2022, over the last seven and a half months, the S&P 500 has made a series of higher weekly lows and higher weekly highs to rally back to almost 4,300 today. Here's a monthly chart of the S&P 500. It's been a rocky road since December of 2021 when the S&P 500 peaked around 4,800, four to six weeks after the Federal Reserve first alluded to raising rates in 2022. The S&P 500 has held its monthly uptrend that's been intact since the first quarter of 2009 during the great financial crisis lows, and the S&P 500 is now trying to regain its upward momentum. If you listen to those strategists' opinions on CNBC, who most often have never managed any outside capital, or worse, those non-fiduciary newsletters writing who can and do say anything, charging you $99 a year, you might have gone to cash in the summer or fall of 2022 when the markets were near their low. If so, you're now likely sitting on the sidelines waiting to put your savings back into the stock markets at those lower retest levels that haven't come. Well, we are now regained about half the losses from 2022. So far in 2023, the stock markets have been led by a group of high growth technology and communication stocks recovering from the disastrous 2022 returns. Most of those names are the heavyweights in the NASDAQ Composite Index. Here's a monthly chart of the NASDAQ Composite. Many bearish commentators and strategists who've missed the market's rally the last seven months have made valid observations that much of the market's move year to date has been helped by a few large cap technology names. Every week, a new bearish comparison enters the conversation. Here's the data from Ned Davis Research. As of May 30th, the median stock in the S&P 500 was down minus 1.6% versus the average gain of 9.7% year-to-date to the S&P. Just over 10% of the S&P 500 is up over 20% year-to-date, while almost 36% of the names are down over 12%. According to the same data from Ned Davis Research, when measuring poor breath in the S&P 500, there have been 10 periods the last 50 years where the three-month performance of single stocks outperforming the overall S&P 500 fell below 30%, like it is right now. 
Here's that data. As you can see in the data, most of these data points were clustered during the chronically high inflationary period of 1972 through 1980, when the Federal Reserve started and stopped and started raising interest rates many times. Outside of that, there was a signal about nine months before the dot-com bubble peak, but stocks still rallied over 10% the next 12 months. And there was a signal at the dot-com bubble peak in the first quarter of 2000, which stocks then fell almost minus 25% into early 2001. What's interesting to me is the side note of the NDR study. What's that? It's the note that post-narrow leadership markets, like we've been seeing year to date, Small cap stocks have historically outperformed large cap stocks, and value stocks have then outperformed growth stocks. And even more interesting, the factor screening from low quality actually outperformed high quality factors. Investors, it's not unusual for a narrow market breadth dynamic to happen during rallies or bull markets. It's happened more times than not the last 14 years. Particularly frustrating year to date has been the wide dispersion in sector returns. As of May 26, the best performing sectors year to date are technology and communication services, both sporting over 30% returns year to date. That's outperforming the S&P 500 by over 20 percentage points. Technology has tripled the S&P 500 return year to date of about 10%. The worst group, energy, was the best group in 2022. Investors, if you sold near the market lows in 2022 and went to cash, should you panic back in now? I don't think so. Why? The rally is quickly approaching the eight month mark in mid to late June. And this eight month mark has historically marked a short term market peak to digest rapid gains like we've seen year to date. No guarantees, of course. In addition, the summer travel season almost always gives investors a chance to find attractive stocks at better and lower prices. Why? Because historically, volatility tends to trough and increase during the summer, particularly after the July 4th holiday weekend through Labor Day. Likewise, should you just give up on 2023 because the S&P 500 just rallied off its October 2022 lows and it's now up over 10% year to date? The data says no, you shouldn't write off the rest of the year. We shared that data with you in last week's video. The link for that video is in the description below. Check it out. Investors, this is the normal world of equity investing. Many younger investors have never seen this type of market action. The Fed manipulated interest rates lower for years to combat the great financial crisis in 2008 and 9, and then the COVID pandemic, and removed much of the swings in both our economy and in the markets. As we said last December in our outlook for the first half of 2023, we are likely back in the old normal, folks. Cyclicality and seasonality are going to rule. Economic cycles that ebb and flow and can yes go negative are back. Remember, there is no perfect investment philosophy. There is no perfect trading tool that's all weather, outperforming every stock cycle or every economic environment. But investors sitting down and planning with a true financial advisors, like we have on staff here at Oak Harvest, not just an investments or stock market guy like me, should give you peace of mind that you can meet your financial goals and objectives over time through the ups and downs in the markets. At Oak Harvest, we have many tools that our advisors use to help our clients meet their retirement goals and objectives. Some of these tools are market-based and some are insurance-based, but we can use both to meet your retirement goals. The future in the stock markets are always uncertain. That's why our retirement planning teams plan for your retirement needs first and your greed second. Give us a call to speak to an advisor and let us help you craft a financial plan that helps you meet your retirement goals. Call us here at 877-896-0040 and schedule an advisor consultation. We're here to help you on your financial journey into and through your retirement years. For myself, the rest of the investment team here at Oak Harvest, and all the advisors, have a blessed weekend. All content contained within Oak Harvest podcast expresses the views of the speaker and is for informational purposes only 
It is based on information believed to be reliable when created, but any cited data, indicators, statistics, or other sources are not guaranteed. The views and opinions expressed herein may change without notice. Strategies and ideas discussed may not be right for you, and nothing in this podcast should be considered as personalized investment, tax or legal advice, or an offer or solicitation to buy or sell securities. Indexes such as the S&P 500 are not available for direct investment and your investment results may differ when compared to an index. Specific portfolio actions or strategies discussed will not apply to all client portfolios. Investing involves the risk of loss and past performance is not indicative of future results.